This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Scott! Every Friday. It is Bedlam at the Bank! It's Fransky Friday. Simply amazing! Scott! How you doing, man? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I got to put him on. <laughs> sorry about that, Scott. I, I forgot. How to do... Scott was out there keeping secrets. Scott had to do radio for a second there. So how you Gentlemen, doing, Scott? How we doing? So, how we doing? We're good, doing good. Now, Scott, I got to be honest. I did not know. I was witnessing history until the end of the game. I did not know that. But take me through. What it was like for Wait you? Wait a minute. What, what, when you say the end of the game, but what do you Scott, mean? You, 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 Last you, out. Exactly what you think I mean. <laughs> exactly. You mean like literally the game ends, and you're like, "Oh, this is like no." A thing. Listen, Ken, and, and this is not this is not Crocker McCarthy's fault. It was the way that they were so nonchalant about what was going on that right. we we played your call and we played you know your your uh from your your view what was going on, and it just it was it felt different. I was sitting at the house leisurely just doing, you know, what I do. And, 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 and you know, Todd McCarthy was like, he, Tom was like, oh, well, you know, we're watching the no-hitter. And I'm like, oh. And then I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? Right. So, so, so take me through for you. What was it like witnessing what you saw, like, like what, in the start of the fifth inning? Well, I mean, it was weird. It, I, I've used the term, it kind of snuck up on you, right? Uh-huh. Um you know, uh, Roy Halladay came in with um, – I mean, and no hitters do that to you sometimes, right? They kind of sneak up on you. But generally, there's always – you know, the guy's got great strikeout stuff or, you know, he's just, you know, dominating hitters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Michael wasn't really doing that early in the game. Um, obviously, he was getting outs. Um, there weren't a lot of hard-hit balls. But, um, it, you know, like it never felt like the Nats were um, squaring him up too much. Um, so I think, I think we uh, probably started uh, – Larry and I joke about it off the air quite often. And I think it was about after the third inning that he said to me, hey, Scott, you know what? And I know what he meant by that, that, that he meant that Lorenzen hadn't give, given up any hits yet. And um, – so we started kind of locking onto that. Um, I always think the fifth, if you get through five innings, mm-hmm. uh, then it's worthy of, of, of talking about. I mean, this is an official no-hit bid at that point. I, I, I guess I haven't followed the schedule as much as I should have this year. I thought L.A. was doing mostly weekend games. What were the odds of him doing a Wednesday game in August? Random Wednesday game. Well, no, he does, all, he does almost all the home games now. Okay. Um, he misses one series a month. And I have no idea what he picks as his series off every month, but um, but yeah, so he does he does most of the home games. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, and this is a this is a big stretch for him. Ten 
10 games in a row capped off by alumni weekend. I'm not sure he'll make he'll survive the weekend. I was going to say, it's a big weekend for him. He's throwing out the first pitch uh, on Sunday, I guess it is. How about that? That's yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, people, I was on after the game, and a couple of people said this was the best regular season game ever at Citizens Bank <laughs> Park. And you've been there for almost all the years at Citizens Bank Park. Best regular season. Is this qualified for that, or is this something that was better than this regular season? Well, I mean, they've had uh, they've had some clinchers. Um, you know, the sentiment of the playoffs at home. Um, you know, 07 at the end, that was a regular season game. Obviously, the, the stakes were all about the playoffs. Um, but this is pretty high up there. Uh, you know, I mean, from a from like a storyline standpoint, um, the, yeah, I mean, the, the Wes Wilson, you know, Nick Castellanos, and then it all gets trumped by a no-hitter. Um, so, yeah, this is – it's definitely one of the probably top five. I mean, I think back to 07, the last, um, you know, that last day of the regular season when they clinched the, the NL East for the first of five straight. Uh, that was a pretty magical day at, at, at Citizens Bank Park, too. So. so you've now called seven no-hitters for the Phillies? Or seven no-hitters, period, correct? I think I think that's right. I'd have to look through the list, um, but that sounds about right. I think... Yeah, four, four, no, five now. Two by Halliday, Hamels, a combined, and then Lorenzen. So five for the Phillies, and I guess it's three against, so it's eight I've seen. So, Rob, let, let, let's, let, I mean, excuse me, Scott, let's talk about the elephant in the room because, boy, what a difference a week makes. And I just wanted to ask you because last week we got a chance to talk to you, and I know that you, you we were talking about Trey Turner and the fact that, you know, he wasn't asking for – the the standing ovation anything like that but how much do you attribute the ovation to the team turning their stuff around at this part of the season well i think it's a part of it i think it's allowed uh trey and others you know maybe to relax a little bit i mean i think it's been somewhat galvanizing mm-hmm. um i i mean let's not forget they're facing they just faced the royals and the nationals uh, two teams, you know, I mean, in, in, in the Nationals are a team they hit pretty well, and yeah. they did it again, right? They, they've, they've hit 18 homers on this homestand. I think it's 21 games to hit the previous 18 number of home runs, right? So the pitching they're facing is not as good, mm-hmm. and they've, they've taken advantage of that. And, as they and should, what, as they should. Right, 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 right. That's what they're supposed to do. So give them credit for that. And I think maybe uh, some combination of that, some combination of, you know, being relaxed, feeling good, the, the positive vibes, all that. Um, it's a good feeling around the club right now. It really is. You mentioned 2007. There were 17 games left. There were seven behind the Mets and caught them. Is there a chance they could catch the Braves this year and have a year like that? Hmm. I mean, obviously stuff would have to really go wrong for Atlanta. I, I, I don't necessarily see that happening. Could it happen? Sure. But – I don't see it happening. They're a really, really good team. And um, they would have to really – I mean, the, the Phillies can, can catch fire. But, I mean, if Atlanta goes 500, which you would expect them to do, um, I haven't done the math, but the Phillies would really have to catch fire, right? They would have to, they would have to um, do something that's really never been seen before. I mean, is it, is it in the realm of possibilities? Certainly, it's baseball. It could happen, um, uh, but I, again, I, I think Atlanta's pretty strong, and I don't see them fading quite that much. 
Uh, you've been through all the years of sellouts, the five straight division titles and all that. Are fans different right now since, like, last September, more vocal? Uh, you mean, like, more vocal in the park? Are they? Yeah, are they, because like, I've, I've heard, I mean, pe- people were saying last year in the playoffs they'd never heard it that loud. And I'm thinking yeah. like, 2008 was pretty loud, too. But is it, it different? It was, and I, I think maybe a lot of us forgot. I, I think a, a lot of us forgot how how loud it was, and yeah, it's, I, I don't know that there's. Um, <laughs> I can guarantee you the sound system is louder, <laughs> so <laughs> they probably have to cheer louder to get over the music. But um, the, I, I I just think when I hear people say that, I'm like, yes. But in oh seven oh eight and and oh nine those years, it was pretty loud, pretty raucous, pretty cool place to be. Uh, back then too so uh, i just think everybody was so starved for it last year and um and you know it it was it fit philly right it was an underdog story right they were the wild card they were the last team in and they were you know shocking teams left and right so i i think there was a lot going on last october that that um that played into that um, and played into people's emotions about it but um it, it, it used to get pretty loud there too was there, there any indication at the end of last season that they were about to make a run? I don't remember them finishing all that strong. Obviously, they won the game in Houston to clinch it. I don't remember them having a great last month and a half of the season. Oh, no, they didn't. Um, you know, they left on that last road trip, and they were going to Chicago. Chicago was terrible, but they they got swept. And then they were going to Washington, and it was – I mean, at that point, when we I remember when we were landing in Washington, uh, we had to go to Washington and then Houston, and there was so much pressure to think, "Oh, we got to do it before we go to Houston, right?" Because who knows? Are, are you going to be able to steal a game in Houston? They're so good. Um, and I remember landing in Washington that night after they had been swept by the Cubs and thinking, "All right, I think we maybe just blew our chance." And then Milwaukee lost uh, to the Marlins that night, and they lost the next night. I forget who were they were playing. Maybe Cincinnati um, and the Phillies you know, got through that rainy weekend in Washington. So they didn't have a strong finish. Um, they were not smoking hot going to the playoffs. Um, they won the game in Houston to clinch, and then they lost the next two, kind of setting up for the postseason. So, um, no, they, they got hot um, when, the, when the playoffs started. So. And Nola was a big part of that uh, last year. He pitched in the clincher, pitched against St. Louis and Atlanta, pitched very well. But he's struggled this year, obviously. He wasn't bad last night, but he threw a lot of pitches. We've been discussing what to do with him at this point and what, what, what his issues are. Uh, is it still the pitch clock, or is he just having a bad year? I don't think I don't think it's the pitch clock as much. I think he's somewhat navigated that. I mean, I don't know that at this point he would tell you that that's an issue for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, some, you know, hint of that, you know, it's a bad year. I I do think, um, I think there's still a lot of stuff there, but I think maybe mechanically there's something that's not quite right for him. Cause I don't think he's down in the zone as much as he'd like to be. Um, and, um, I think, you know, I mean, he's, he's had issues with runners in scoring position, although last night he did a good job in that regard. So maybe he's, you know, figured some things out. It was a lot of pitches, a lot of foul balls, which um, drove up his pitch count. Um, I think, I think he had close to 20 foul balls out of the 100 pitches. So, you know, that's a pretty big percentage of what you're throwing every night is balls that are fouled off. So, um, I, I think it's, you know, again, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how he responds 
start after start after start after having more rest, uh, whether or not he seems fresher down the stretch. Same thing with Wheeler. Um, and then when you get near the end, then I think you decide what to do about you know playoff setups and rotations and things like that. And they are doing a six-man rotation the rest of the way? Well, yes. And, I mean, they're doing it for now. Uh, I don't know that they go to the finish line with that. Um, but they're going to do it for now. Um, you know, I, I think um, that's kind of in the plan. I think they they're you know they want Wheeler to be fresh. They know Wheeler has worn down the last couple of years this time of year, so they don't they want to avoid that. Uh, same thing with Nola. Same thing with Ranger. All these guys. So um, they want to be fresh for the stretch and pitch deep into October. It's been a big week at the ballpark with uh, starting with last Friday the old the. Uh, Standing O's for Trey Turner, even though they lost the game the next night and all that, and obviously the no-hitter. Um, it's a big weekend coming up, alumni weekend. And uh, I remember I, I heard you and your partner reminiscing about last year's uh, situation. Sound like it's going to be kind of wild, huh? Yeah, but uh, you guys you guys plan to have a lot of uh, players on? Uh, we plan to lock the door. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's just a recipe for disaster, like these guys. I, I, you know what, Scott? The way the way that you're not painting as well as you paint a, a baseball picture on on the air, you're not really painting a great picture for alumni weekend. But I now you, but you are intriguing <laughs> no, no, me. No, no, no. I want to, I want to see, I want to see what you're not telling me right now. That's what I want to do. Here's the picture. Let me paint for you. Those guys are here to see each other and to have you know reminisce. and, yes. and they're here to have a good time. And um, that doesn't always go well on the air. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I can um, imagine. That's why I want to see it. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, honestly, uh, it's it's really difficult to do a radio interview when you're doing radio play-by-play. So uh-huh. we've tended to not have that ever happen. Um, I'm sure Murph will have a lot of these guys on the pregame and, and whatnot. But um, but it's it's there's so little time, especially now with the pitch clock, and, um, you know, it works on TV, right? You can sit there and they can shoot the breeze and the, 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 the TV can show you the pictures. It doesn't work as well on radio. So um, we probably won't actually lock the door. Uh, and there will be guys that come in and Larry will disappear here and there, right? Because somebody's coming to talk to him. And that's fine. I love that he gets that chance because I know how much those guys mean to him. Yeah. I actually heard you and Kevin Stocker joking about it, and I th- I started laughing. I said, "Boy, yeah, I remember what happened last year on that TV. Sounds, that sounds like a fun time. It was not. It, 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 it definitely sounds not, like a fun time. It was time. a little ridiculous. I mean, from the players, from the former players' perspective, Maybe. not from absolutely, Scott's perspective. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know how it is. They're your teammates. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and uh, they, you know, they don't. This is one place they get to catch up every year, and and for in this case. It's the actual reunion year for both 83 and 93, so uh, that's kind of unique and neat, and uh, that'll be a, a, a fun part of the weekend. Right. Last thing I want to ask you about, with all the stops and starts the Phillies have had all year, do you think they've finally put it together? Um, uh, I'll steal Nick Castellanos' answer, right, from last night. He says, once you think you've got it figured out, baseball finds a way to punch you in the face, right? And, uh, humble you a little bit. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're trending in the right direction for sure. I like the way the offense is going. I like the way, you know, Turner and Castellanos have, have um, you know, put some struggles behind them. I, you know, I'd still like to see a little more consistency out of JT. Um, you know, injuries are always a concern, and, you know, you never know. But we'll see what, what the story is with Bryce today, um, leaving with the back 
spasm last night, so you hope that's nothing major. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I like the way they're swinging the bats. I think this weekend will be interesting because the pitching that Minnesota brings is better, and it'll be a, a, a tougher test for these guys. So we'll see. Big week for Scott Fransky, I know, and I said this before we had you on the air. The first thing I thought of when I saw the no-hitter on TV is I want to hear what Scott had to say. And, Definitely. again, you came up huge as always. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's always fun to do, and, um, yeah, just try to stay out of the way. Lorenzen did all the hard work, right? He did. Scott Fransky, thanks for joining us. Appreciate again. you. Yeah, we'll talk to you again. See you guys. All right, the Scott Fransky call and brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury law firm. 215-592-9494 WIP Midday Show. WIP Sports Time is 1228.